Hello, hello, and welcome to Faith Life 365, podcast number five. And we will be talking about hindrances to faith. So if you miss, if you miss podcast one through four, be sure to go back and listen and get caught up. Now let's pray and do a quick recap. We're going to jump right back in here. Father God, we come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your blessings on our lives and keeping us throughout this week. Father, we thank you that our faith is growing. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you will open our eyes that we may see and open our ears that we may hear as we study and listen to your word. Father, renew our minds. Give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding now as we study your word and grow in faith. Amen and amen. All right, we have talked about what is faith and how does faith work. We went into depth to define the English word faith and the Greek word pistis that faith was translated from. We've talked about how we get and grow faith, how faith works, the law of faith, some of the laws governing faith. Now let's talk about some hindrances to our faith. Some of the hindrances that are detrimental to our faith include fear, doubt, unbelief, an unforgiving heart, words that we speak, a lack of understanding of the new covenant, uh, that we are spiritually a new creature, a new creation, not understanding our place in God and his place in us, not understanding righteousness and what it is and what it means to us, not understanding our right to use the name of Jesus, not understanding how to act on the word and not understanding how to hold fast to our confession of faith. Now, I want to start uh, today and let's, let's talk about fear. What is fear? Well, dictionary.com defines fear as a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. A specific instance of our propensity for such a feeling, an abnormal fear of heights, concern or anxiety, solicitude, a fear of someone's safety. Something that causes feelings of dread or apprehension, something a person is afraid of. Cancer is a common fear. Anticipation of the possibility that something unpleasant will occur. Having grown up during the Great Depression, he had a constant fear of running out of money. Reverential awe, especially toward God, the fear of God. Now, the fear we're speaking of includes all of these definitions above, uh, with the exception of the reverential awe of God. You know, the Bible does tell us to fear God. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 12, verses 13 through 14, the New King James Version says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. God is a good God and a just God, and God will judge us all. And we are to fear him in reverence and in awe. As Christians, the blood of Jesus has washed away our sins. You know, when we repent and confess our sins, we are forgiven. And our past transgressions are no, uh, no longer exist in the eyes of God. Now, as for the other definitions, uh, these are the areas that Satan will come and plant seeds of fear. I want to read them again uh, quickly here. A distressing, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain, whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid, a specific instance of our propensity for such a feeling, concern or anxiety, 
solicitude, something that causes feelings of dread or apprehension, something a person is afraid of, anticipation of the possibility that something unpleasant will occur. You know, if you succumb to fear, it can absolutely cripple you. It can leave you curled up in a ball on the floor crying. Um, you can be afraid to get out of bed, afraid to look out the window, afraid to fly, afraid to get in a boat, to swim. Uh, for some people, fear keeps them locked in their homes. You know, many psychiatrists and psychologists, they make a great living off of treating people who have these great fears. So let's look at Mark 4, verses 37 through 41. Uh, and, and Jesus and his disciples were in a boat. Right? So we're going to start out with verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be even, or that even the wind and the sea obey him? So why were the disciples afraid? What did they fear? They were with Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah. They had watched him perform many miracles. He had taught them day in and day out to have faith. So I ask again, what did they fear? Well, in verse 38, they asked, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Some versions say, Do you not care that we are going to drown? Either way, their fear was of them dying. Right? I mean, why do some people fear flying or riding in a boat, swimming in the ocean? They don't fear the airplane or the boat or the ocean. They fear dying. They're afraid the plane will crash and they will die. The boat will sink and they will die or drown. A shark might kill them. They may drown. The true underlying fear is of death. So when you hear a loud noise at night outside your house, or maybe even you think it was inside your house, your chest tightens up, your gut wrenches, you know, fear starts to take over your mind as emotions jump to all the worst conclusions. You know, there's a robber in my house. Uh, they're going to harm. They're, they're going to they're gonna kill me. They're going to harm my children, right? I mean, your first thoughts are not, the cat knocked something over or I left something sitting unbalanced. It fell over. No, our minds race to the worst scenario, which is usually the possibility of death. So is it God that puts this fear in our spirit? Well, let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. The New Living Translation says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So there you have it. Understand this. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is from Satan. Faith is from God. It is not God who gives us the spirit of fear. It's just the opposite. God has given us power love and a sound mind or self-discipline and self-control to overcome fear by faith in him. The Greek word translated into the English words sound mind, self-discipline, and self-control is sophronismus. That's 
S-O-P-H-R-O-N-I-S-M-O-S. Thayer's Greek lexicon defines sophronismus as an admonishing or calling to soundness of mind, to moderation and self-control, self-control and moderation. Now, God has given us as Christians faith, self-control, to overcome fear, thereby overcoming Satan, the evil one. Fear is an emotion. Wikipedia says this about fear. Fear is an emotion induced by perceived danger or threat, which causes psychological changes and ultimately behavioral changes, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from a perceived traumatic event. Understanding that looking down and seeing you're about to step on a rattlesnake produces instant fear in most people. I mean, how do you react? Making a sudden movement like running or jumping could cause a rattlesnake to defensively strike. Remaining calm and moving very slowly could allow you to safely move away from the rattlesnake. Controlling your fear and emotion could result in the difference between life and death. U.S. Special Forces like the Navy SEALs, Delta Force, and Green Berets, for example, they train to maintain control of their emotions under the most stressful of conditions. Special Forces are trained to remain calm and in control of their emotions so that they remain in full control of their thought processes. They need to be able to perform, to act and react with a clear mind and with precision. By not being overcome by fear or anger, they're able to execute their mission with devastating results against an enemy while maintaining the safety of their own lives and fellow unit members. So what are emotions? Well, happiness, sadness, anger, fear, jealousy. We have many emotions. Satan attacks us in many different ways, but one of his primary means of attack is against our emotions by planting fear, anger, sadness, and jealousy. It's not the same fear as having bullets flying over your head like a member of our special forces may have or be, may be dealing with. Satan will plant seeds of fear like, what will they think about me if I talk about Jesus? What will they think if I act on my faith? He will plant fear of being able to not pay your bills or not being able to pay your bills, you know, of not being able to put food on the table, fear of sickness, illnesses, diseases. Um, I mean, coronavirus, COVID-19, do you think that sparked fear in people, many people? Panic, running to the grocery stores, buying all the shelves, empty. Um, yeah, these fears often begin as concern, as anxiety, dread, apprehension, heaviness of heart, and then they end up growing into a gripping fear and, and an oppression if left unchecked. But God has given us faith and the spirit of power, love, and self-control to overcome Satan. This same power, love, and self-control will overcome the fear of bullets flying over your head, bouncing around beside you, rattlesnakes. It'll overcome the fear of flying, going out into the ocean, or any other fear that comes along. Faith in God overcomes fear and Satan. The 23rd Psalm reads in the King James Version, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen to that. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So what is often at the, the root the, of driving our greatest fears is the thought of death. You know, if you're a child of God, to die means your spirit is absent from your flesh body. So to be absent from the body is to be present with God. Why do we fear? Why do we fear as Christians? Why do we let fear come in us? Why do we fear death? Well, Satan's a spirit. Satan operates in the shadow of death. What was that noise downstairs? I can't get on an airplane. The plane may crash. These thoughts and fears are not death. These are shadows of death. I once heard uh, Kenneth Copeland say, the shadow of a dog never bit anyone. (laughs) You know what? That's an awesome and profound statement. The shadow of a dog never bit anyone. You see, Satan plants seeds of fear in our minds. He makes us see death. When the fact is, he is only casting a shadow of death. God gave us power, love, and self-control to maintain control of our emotions, to have faith in him and overcome Satan. We overcome those seeds of fear through faith in God, faith that God is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do, faith that by Jesus' stripes we were healed, faith that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world, faith that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. When all else fails, put on the armor of God and just stand in faith, allowing your shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. Call upon the name of Jesus. Take control of your mind and your emotions and turn your eyes and thoughts upon Jesus. Fear will flee with Satan. Satan must flee. He cannot stand when we claim the name of Jesus. He he cannot get in your mind and stay in your mind if you put your faith in God, and you quote the scriptures, and you quench those fiery darts. You throw that shield of faith up, and you block those darts. You just call upon the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess, right, in the heavens, on earth, and below. Every creature that Jesus is Lord. Satan must flee. He can't stand with that. He can't stand with that. You have to stand. You make that stand of faith. You stand strong. And he must flee. And we overcome fear. And when we overcome fear, and we do not allow fear to creep in and overcome, then fear cannot hinder our faith. It can't hinder our growth. And we are out of time. I thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year. 
Please join us in the next podcast, and we're going to continue along on talking of the topics of hindrances to our faith.